Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Morning, church. Today, um, unlike any time in the history of any of our lives, uh, the church is being charged to be the church. Yesterday, uh, President Trump, Vice President Pence, and the staff that's been put together to fight this battle that our nation and our world is fighting in, said some things uh, I had the opportunity to watch, and uh, I was so impressed. I was uh, encouraged that in the midst of this battle that we're facing, uh, maybe for the first time in a long time, The church in our nation, Christians all over the world are learning to come together and fight and pray, stand in the gap. Our president declared uh, that today would be a national day of prayer. And uh, he made a statement and declared that our nation has always been a nation of faith. And so he called us, he called the church, he called believers and unbelievers alike today to take time to fight the good fight of faith and to pray. That's remarkable. I sat there as the president walked off the stage, Vice President Pence began to speak and he began to uh, encourage the church as well to pray. And then uh, many of the doctors came on and began to share things that really uh, did not discourage me. And for those of you that got to see some of this, I hope it didn't discourage you. It, it really was uh, an encouragement that we're going to overcome this. Yes, it's, it's a difficult time. But today, you know, we have a few people here in our building and Many of the other churches in this city and really all across the country are doing what we're doing today. They're coming, you know, thank God we're living in 2020 where we can have church uh, even when we can't have church. And uh, I would like to say to at least our people, welcome to my life. This has been the last four and a half months. I've been at home walking up and down the streets while y'all been here and now today I'm here and you're at home. But uh, I can tell you that you can experience the presence of God at home just like I have been over the last four and a half months. Early this morning, I was getting texts from some of our friends uh, from other nations. And uh, one of them asked me, so what are y'all doing? And, and I began to share what we're doing today. And, and um, for his safety's sake, I'm not gonna you know, name names, but he said, well, pastor, that's the life we live. We, we, we're not able to gather in beautiful buildings like you are in America. We're not able to come and celebrate. And I'm glad that we are. And I pray that one day they will be able to. But the reality is, is that whether we're here or at home with your family, your children, we can take time to worship God, to believe in faith, to pray, to worship, 
You can do it individually. You can do it as a family. And uh, so I want to start out today. Matter of fact, those in the congregation, why don't y'all go ahead and stand back up. And if you're at home, would you just stand? We're going to pray. I would like you to gather your family around you and, and uh, you know, you're at home, so it's your family, your kids, so you can touch them and hold them. Don't do that in the building here. We want to be obedient to what we're being asked to do. But, but uh, we need to pray over our nation. We need to pray over our world. We need to pray over those uh, that are struggling already, especially the elder folks, uh, not only in America, but around the world. We know that this particular virus is attacking uh, the, the most precious people in our lives, and that is our, our grandparents and our parents, the older ones. And, and so we want to pray for them. We want to lift them up and want to pray for the church. Uh, I'm going to speak in just a moment after I'm through praying, but this is the time for the church to rise up. I mean, this is the greatest time in the history of the world because the promises of God say so. That we're going to go from glory to glory and that the latter is going to be greater than the former. So therefore, even in the midst of this virus and this battle, the church needs to be strong. We need to rise up, be that church without spot or wrinkle, man. Love one another, lay down our lives one for another, be there for each other. So join with me today as I pray. I'm going to pray over your family. I'm going to pray over those that even in our body that are sick, maybe struggling. Pray over those in our community that, that uh, the couple of ones that have this virus, we're going to pray for them. We're asking God for miracles. So join with me today. Father, Lord, I thank you that we don't need to wait for the president to ask us to pray to pray. But I'm grateful that right here now, March 15, 2020, the President of the United States of America has requested and declared this to be a day of prayer. A day where the church and people and believers of all faiths stand up and humble themselves. Father, even as your word declares that we would humble ourselves and pray and seek your faith, then we can hear from heaven. Then you're going to do great and mighty things among us. And so today, Father, I thank you that you are our God, our Lord, our King. I take a moment to pray over the nations of the world today. All these nations where this virus has just swept through. Lord, I'm asking for your mercy on our nation. I'm asking that in this time of sickness and disease and fear and anxiety, that your presence would go throughout the world and go throughout the, the land and go throughout the nations and go throughout the church and, and that the church would rise up strong and mighty and powerful, full of strength and full of grace. That we would be there. We will not act like unbelievers. We'll not walk around bound up in fear and anxiety. But Lord, we will be the voice of righteousness and hope and peace and joy. In this day, God, I ask that you would do mighty things through the church, that we would be open, our eyes open, our ears listening to hear and to see where can we touch, who can we touch, who can we help, who can we help in our neighborhood? What older couple needs someone to go to the grocery store for them or go into the grocery store. Even as I heard that story this morning of a, a, of a young athlete who was walking into a grocery store and a little couple pulled up, father in their car, afraid to even get out. 
and entrusted, ask this young lady, will you take this $100 bill and this grocery list and will you go in there and get us some groceries? Father, what a powerful testimony of just loving people. That not only did she buy their groceries and bring them out and put them in the car, but she gave them their change back and she blessed them. I pray that the church all across the world today would rise up strong and mighty, touch lives, help people, serve in every way possible. Father, in these next couple of weeks as we're learning how to slow down and quiet ourselves, that we'll just take our children around us or our grandkids and use this as an opportunity to encourage our children, Lord, that we're not gonna try to hide this from them. This is a reality. This is the world that they're living in today. Help us to, to teach them and encourage them. This is a great time to trust God and to have faith. Pray for others. So I pray that we, the church, across the world, will be a church that represents our King well, and that you would be glorified. And Father, we're praying now also that many, many that are bound up in fear, Lord, they're tormented, they're scared, they're afraid. What a great time, Lord, to be a witness. I pray that many will come to Christ through these difficult days that we're living in, that many will come to salvation. Pray for them. Lord, the harvest is ripe. Your word declares it. Let us be the church that is ready to touch them, receive them, and see them come to Christ. We pray in Jesus' wonderful, precious name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I want to just share a couple of scriptures. Y'all can be seated in here. You know these, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Trust in the Lord. It's, it's a word for us today, and I, I just encourage you and stir you and challenge you uh, to go to the word and uh, let that word get in you. Every time you feel fear come on, you know, it's a great opportunity. I shared with you guys uh, last week, or maybe two weeks ago, actually, that, that a couple of weeks ago in the midst of, you know, this battle I'm walking through fighting cancer and um, that I had a moment that uh, just out of nowhere, I mean, nowhere, I'm sitting on my couch at home. I was actually sending texts to my wife. And all of a sudden, uh, I just had sweat pop out on my brow, my chest got tight, all of a sudden I just felt this overwhelming sense of attack on me and I stood up and I began to pray in the spirit, walked in circles in my living room, went into my bedroom, sat down and called my daughter-in-law, who's a nurse, and she was on the phone with me and just talking me through and, and, uh, and I had to pray. I mean, this thing just came out of nowhere and attacked me. And uh, blood pressure shot through the roof. Matter of fact, this week, Suzanne and I were visiting my primary doctor, and I was explaining to him, he's asking why I ended up in the hospital. And so I was explaining to him, and, and uh, he said, well, what was your blood pressure? I was afraid to tell him. <laughs> and, I, and he just looked at me, and I said, well, doc, it was 207 over 104 or something. And man, his eyes just got big, and he starts typing on the computer. And 
And, I, you know, we just declared, we knew that this was a spiritual attack. Attacks are going to come. And when they do, we have a way to fight those. And uh, we have to build ourselves up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. We have to get in the word. We have to worship. Those are our keys. Those are, those are the things that are going to help us to overcome this. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe that uh, uh, attacks uh, that, that like attack me is of God ever. That's demonic. And it just came out of nowhere. And when it did, I am thankful for the grace and the ability to pray in the spirit. And I'm thankful for good hospitals and places where you can go get checked out. You know, you ought not to be walking around with blood pressure 200 over 100. You know, you got to get some help. And, and, uh, but also it's just in those times where we go, wow, I got to be more alert of how the enemy, it's been so many years since I'd gone through something like this. I just thought, you know, it's never going to happen again. I'm, I'm full of faith, but the enemy comes. He uses things like this that we're going through. And so when he does, uh, man, don't fight alone. There's people around you that you need. Uh, there's support, there's pastors, there's your friends, there's your family, but you have to go to God and his word and trust him. The other Scripture I want to read, love this, out of John chapter 14. Uh, the whole chapter is great. You should take time and read that with your kids this afternoon maybe. But it says this, Jesus speaking, these things I've spoken to you while I am still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace, say peace. peace. Say peace at home. Peace, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You say, Pastor, come on, we are, we're at home, we can't go to work, our kids can't go to school. How are we not going to be afraid? Man, we have to fight the good fight of faith. And we have to understand, first of all, you know, the, the protection of Holy Spirit on our lives, if we will use wisdom, I'm going to share some practical things in just a moment, and then Pastor Jamie's going to come and actually preach your word. I'm not preaching. I'm just talking to you as your <laughs> spiritual daddy here for a moment. But uh, So I just want to give you a few thoughts. Number one, this, uh, and, I, and I said this a moment ago, this is the time for we, the church of Jesus Christ, to rise up strong in faith. Number one, just, you know, write that down. Put it on your screens. Put it on some, some paper around your house. Teach it to your children that this is the time for us to rise up, time to really pray, time to, you know, learn how to stand together. And when we're afraid, go to one another, grab somebody, call somebody, text somebody, but get in the word and build yourself up. And then secondly, um, how, how to deal with fear. Uh, number one is just go to God. That's the best thing to do. I mean, the minute I, I began to experience that attack a couple of weeks ago, first thing I started to do is praying in the spirit. Forget even praying in my own understanding. I, I didn't, I was like, what in the world is going on? I just started praying in the Holy Spirit. And uh, strength comes, Jude says, build yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So you need to do that. Secondly is enter into worship. Just start worshiping. This is a great time for you to, uh, at home, especially with your families, to uh, just you know, begin to turn on the worship music and, and uh, sing these songs. Man, all of our children know them. We, Suzanne, I love, uh, we love uh, when our kids are over at the house, we're going to play Waymaker because I just love watching my little grandkids, you know, their little mouths just, man, just every word, they got it down. He is our Waymaker. And he is. He's going to make a way, come on, for us in every situation. Secondly, 
As you worship, you know, just use it as an opportunity now to pray. Pray with your kids once, twice, three times, seven times a day if necessary. Every time you feel your kids are getting a little anxious, your parents are getting a little anxious, your grandparents are getting a little anxious, use it as an opportunity to pray over them and stand in the gap for them. Thirdly, get in the Word and just begin to speak the Word of God, declare the Word over yourself. And fourth and lastly, stir up one another uh, in uh, the most holy faith. I mean, just, you know, if you feel if Holy Spirit drops somebody in your heart, just pick up the phone or text them and say, I just want to encourage you. Maybe they're not going through something, but maybe they are going through something and use this as an opportunity. And then lastly, um, you know, the practical steps. Yesterday when I was watching the the uh, two-hour presentation that uh, the Trump administration was um, sharing on national television. Uh, they had all the doctors. They had uh, the sec- some of the secretaries. And uh, I- I'm not talking about like my office secretary. I'm talking about the secretary over big departments of our nation, one being Ben Carson. You know, I watched him during this presentation, and I watched the general surgeon of the United States so impressed with that young man. Wow. He was just, he was nodding his head. He was listening. He's agreeing with everybody. He is encouraging, and he stepped up, and he said, look, we're going to overcome this. And that's what our nation needs to hear. We're going to overcome this. This is not going to be the death of, you know, 40 million people. Uh, too many people have already died. But also, too many people have died this year of the flu. Not only in America, but all over the world. There are real battles that we have to face and fight. So practical things, one of the, young, uh, one of the ladies came up, and I uh, forget what uh, department she was over, but they're all under Vice President Pence with this um, staff uh, uh, that's working on this particular disease. And, and she said, look, I just want to show you, uh, you keep hearing it over and over again. We need to wash our hands. But uh, it was so cool because she said, most people wash their hands the wrong way. We're, we're like doing this. And she said, but it's your fingertips that are touching everything. So she's saying, she's like, put this open and right on television, she's doing this. She said, wash your hands like this and then start scrubbing your fingertips and, 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 and do like this. And, you know, every time you open a door handle or go into a public place, you need to wash your hands, wipe your hands. We, we understand, you know, we're living in a great time. Back at the turn of the century, you know, we, we had uh, a horrible thing went through the, the nations of the world. Forty million people died. And, uh, but back then, you know, people were, uh, well, I won't get into all the graphics of how they lived back then, but they didn't have what we have today. They didn't have indoor plumbing, you know. They were, they were taking care of their business up the river and, and then washing their hands and getting drinking water down river and, and, and people were dying. How many of you are glad we don't live in that day and age, right? We, we turn on our water and, and we can boil our water. We can cook our food and so use a lot of wisdom, you know, wash your hands a lot. You know, for me, um, I'm a little bit uh, uh, compromised because I'm on chemo. And so I'm one of those guys over 60 that's also on chemo that, you know, I have to wear my mask and I have to wash my hands just hundreds of times. And, and uh, I stay away from crowds of people. And, and obviously, if you're out and about, people are sneezing or whatever, you want to turn and walk away. Don't get in an argument with them about why they're sneezing. Just walk away, you know. It might be allergies. It might be pollen. But, but the reality is, is just use some wisdom. 
and walk this thing out. We're going to get through this. And so, uh, you know, follow uh, what you're hearing um, through our leadership in our country and, and uh, know that uh, the church, the pastors, we're all praying. We're seeking God together with you and for you. And uh, we're going to come through this strong. So uh, this morning, in just a moment, uh, Pastor uh, Jamie's going to come and, and uh, share a very encouraging word. I read his notes this morning. It's a word on hope. How many of you believe we need some hope, right? Amen. We need hope, and this is a good time to have it. So uh, uh, I just want to bless you today in your homes and, and I'll encourage you. You know, if you know somebody that's a part of our church family that uh, they don't have internet ability or they don't have good Wi-Fi, uh, figure out ways to help them to be able to get a hold of the word. They need this. They need to hear. They need to be able to worship with us. And, uh, and then lastly, I just want to encourage you in this. We will, uh, through our emails, through social media, Facebook, all the different social media outlets, we're going to continue to communicate to you. One of the problems in our church family is uh, not enough of you have ever signed up for our uh, e-line uh, emails, and you need to do that today. The ones you got the, uh, yesterday, uh, man, our staff did a great job. You, they, you could just punch on that little red square, and you got to the service. You can punch on another red square. You can get signed up for E-Line. There are other people that don't know what's going on. We need to help them. So do that. Encourage help everywhere you can. And uh, know that uh, we believe as your pastoral team, we're going to get through this. God is for us. He has not forsaken us. And we're going to overcome in victory. All right? Let me pray real quick. And then Pastor Jamie's going to bring you a word. Father, thank you right now once again for faith, hope, trust, and confidence that we have in you. I just pray right now over this word that's in Pastor Jamie's heart. It'll be an encouragement to our people all across the community, even around the world. Those that are watching our service this morning online, they'll be encouraged today by just gathering in this moment with us as we worship. Lord, we know that the church is not this building or the new building we're building, but it is a great place that when, when, when opportunity, uh, we can gather together. But today, right now in our world, we're finding out what so many others around the world have to live on a regular basis. Help us not to complain or gripe or moan or groan or feel sorry for ourselves. Help us to rise up full of faith, full of hope, and to, and to be the church that you have called us to be. I bless this word now that Pastor Jamie's bringing. We receive it. We sit up even in our homes and we open up our Bibles and we get ready to make a withdrawal from the account of God today in our lives. We declare it so in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Well. I am, I am really, truly humbled to have the opportunity to, to be able to speak to our house in this time. Um, thank you, Pastor George and Suzanne, for trusting me to be able to stand in, in a, such a significant moment and deliver a word to you guys. It's, it's so interesting. I love the Holy Spirit because, you know, I, I had a, we've, we've done a little adjusting of our preach, preaching schedule and I had some other things I wanted to share. And yesterday morning, Holy Spirit brought me to a book that I absolutely love, which I'll share with you in a second. But I want to read you a scripture first as we get into this word. And this is a word, simple, simple title. It's called hope. But the way I want you to receive it this morning, it's not some general noun I want us to kind of discuss and define for a little bit. I believe the Holy Spirit speaking it to us as a command today. Hope. I'm saying hope. Hope like that. Not, oh, we're going to talk a little bit about hope and see what that means. But hope as a command to us today. So let's read the word. Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. 
perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Um, Interesting, like I said, I love what the Holy Spirit does because I picked up this book yesterday, and I'm going to give a shameless plug for my friends uh, Jim Gilbert and Terry Law. If you don't have this book, it's called The Hope Habit, and I think it's pretty apropos for us right now. Finding God's goodness when life is hard. Um, It's available on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle, too. But I'm going to read an excerpt from this book right now to us. And uh, it is so right on time, and you'll understand as you hear it. God desires to bring each of us into a life of abounding hope. Hope that is strong, stable, radiant, unshakable, and so plentiful that it spills over onto people around us. But in order to get us there, He takes us through his required process. We must suffer tribulation. Tribulation develops perseverance. Perseverance develops proven character. Proven character develops hope. Hope that has not gone through the crucible of suffering, perseverance, and experience is really only wishful thinking. It can't be gotten, quote, right now. Any more than wishing for a baby can produce one on the spot. There are no shortcuts to abounding hope. And again, that's from the hope habit. So do, your, do yourself a favor and get that copy of that book. But I found it really interesting as I read that. Holy Spirit brought me to this book. I haven't picked it up in a little while. And given where we were spoken to last week by Pastor James, this section right here, hope that has not gone through the crucible of suffering, just that that word was right there that we had been prophesied to about last week, that we're in the crucible of refinement so that we can be ready and prepared for the things the Lord has for us. The fact that hope that has not gone through the crucible of suffering, perseverance and experiences, really only wishful thinking. And I believe this morning God's calling us to a hope that is beyond just discussing and knowing this idea of hope as our culture might teach it to us, which is wishful thinking. And some people look at our faith that way, and sometimes we look at our faith that way. Well, I hope that works out. That's not, that's not the hope we're talking about in the Word of God. The hope we're talking about in the Word of God goes far beyond wishful thinking of maybe it'll work out because I prayed. Maybe it'll work out because I crossed my fingers. Maybe it'll work out because, man, it'll just the chips will fall where they may. But I believe the Lord's calling us to a place of hope which is strong, which is anchored, which is sure because we're confident in who he is. We're confident not in ourselves. We're confident not in what we think might happen. But we're confident in the character of God and what he has already done. And our hope, therefore, is strong and secure and stable because we're looking to the one who doesn't fail. We're looking to the one who does not turn away from what his promises. We're looking to the one who says what he says and means what he says. And then he fulfills on that. Because as the word says, it doesn't return void, but it prospers in what he sent it to do. So there's a few things I want to kind of highlight in this idea of hope today. Number one, hope should be an expression of our lives as believers. In a season like this in our nation, just where we are and in the world today, people are struggling. It's a challenge. If you've been to Walmart or Publix or wherever else in the last 48 hours, people are struggling with whether or not they are going to be fearful. 
Some are just said, forget it. I'm going to be fearful. I'm going to jump all in and be fearful. This is a time when believers ought to express hope and not hope again, which is some kind of wishful thinking that maybe it'll work out. Uh, I hope so, maybe. But a hope that says, I know whom I believe. I know that he's been faithful, and I know he'll be faithful again. He doesn't leave us or forsake us, but he strengthens us. So hope should be an expression of our lives as believers. Number two, hope is produced through the crucible of suffering. And that is so right now for us as a house. I believe that word Pastor James brought to us last weekend about the crucible is so significant for us right now. And hope that's produced through the crucible of suffering is truly abounding hope, just like what was just shared in that excerpt from that book. Because what happens is as we go through these situations in our lives, as we continue in the word of God, we realize that over and over and over again, we go through things and we have those crucible moments, those things that we're like, I would rather not be going through this right now. I would much rather not have to deal with what I'm dealing with right now. I would much rather not have to try to make a homemade recipe for hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and laugh. It's funny. But I'm not going to lie to you. I bought some aloe yesterday, so I'm going to try it out this afternoon. I'll Facebook you if it works. We'll see. I got the green kind. We'll see what happens. Okay, first world problems. I know, first world problems. But I'd rather not be considering, man, am I incubating some virus right now, and I'm going to catch this, and my friend might catch it. I'd rather not see people dealing with that and struggling. I'd rather not be dealing with that myself. But there's a moment of refining because in the midst of it, God's faithful. In the midst of it, he hasn't stopped doing what he's doing. In the midst of it, as his word says, he who's begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Therefore, our hope is sure and secure because of the fact that we realize that it is not about us and it's not about us being able to be so faithful and so know every detail, but it's the fact that we hope in the one who is absolutely and 100% faithful all the time. And so we hope in him. And third, hope's continually being reestablished in our lives as we go through life's struggles. So when we go through this process, as, this, as the word we shared right there in, in Romans chapter 5, it's not a one-time thing. We'd like it for, be a one, for it to be a one-time thing that we only suffered one time and now we're done, right? <laughs> Job done. <laughs> I suffered. I, I did that that one time. I suffered and now it's done. But that's interesting enough. Isn't that the question people ask us so many times who don't believe in the Lord? Atheists have that question. If God is real, why is there so much suffering? Ah. There's so much suffering because in that crucible, in that time of refining, in that time of struggle, in that time of challenge, we come out on the other side, having persevered and endured, and we realize more and more that we can hope in the one who's faithful. So my encouragement for you right now is to trust in the Lord with all your heart. I'm going to reiterate what pastor said from Proverbs chapter three. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. We have a certainty and we have a sureness because our God is faithful. Because we don't trust in the work of our own hands. We don't trust in our own abilities. But we trust that he who promised is faithful. We trust that our God is is able that like that song we sing sometimes our god is greater 
God, you are higher than any other. And we continually see God's faithfulness. So we go through another moment, and you know what? When the challenge comes, when the trial comes, when the difficulty comes, you know what you actually do? It's totally against our human nature, but you rejoice. You lift your hands and you say, oh, God, thank you. Because once again, I'm going to be able to hope in a greater way. Once again, I'm going to be able to have an opportunity to endure and persevere and therefore be strengthened in my character and have that character produce a greater hope in me, which then I can take to my neighbor and say, you know what? You're going through it, but I know the one who is faithful above all that you might be facing. I know the one who strengthens and builds up and edifies and equips and encourages and will help us to be able to see that there is a brighter day beyond where we are right now. That there is a greater day beyond what we're facing right now. That there is life and that there is strength and that there is healing and everything that he has promised a step ahead of here. So put one foot in front of the other. Pray, worship, and trust in him because he's the one in whom we can hope. He is the one in whom we can hope. So again, I reiterate for us today, I believe hope today comes to us as a command. And I say it to you. If you could see anything as I speak to you today, I say hope. I say hope. So wherever you are today, come on and stand with me again. Like we were doing a minute ago, stand together. Get your family together. Hold hands. And let's declare together that we hope in the Lord. Father, we're grateful today for your goodness. Like we sang earlier, all our lives you have been faithful. When we went through that situation, you were faithful. When we struggled through whatever battle we were facing, God, you were faithful. When we were sick and you healed, God, you were faithful. And so today, God, I speak to the families of our house and, Lord, every person who will see this, Lord, that we hope in you. We trust in you. And, Father, I declare no work of hell is able to stand against your greatness, your goodness, your faithfulness, God, everything that you have done and you will continue to do, Lord. We trust in you and we believe you. And so I bless these families today. I speak healing where healing is needed. I speak trust and hope where trust and hope is needed. I declare perseverance and strength where perseverance and strength is needed. And God, we do take the opportunity, those this morning, Lord, who might not know you, If you're there in that place today, I declare to you, open up your heart and receive the fact that Jesus has died for you, rose from the dead, and made a place for you so that you could not only hope by having, quote, wishful thinking, but you could have a hope which is sure and secure in the fact that our God is faithful. Not only has he saved you, but he set you on a course of life in Christ Jesus. So, Father, I thank you for your goodness, and I bless this house today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.